0: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Moving Spotlight Podcast. It is a lovely day here in Southern California. I'm here with my main right-hand man. Corbin Coyle, hey everybody. Corbin, okay, I wanna get right into it today. Today's topic, what is your favorite theme park? Mm, theme parks, they're tough for me because I get very motion sick very quickly. So, okay. I'm, and I
1: also get that thing where people black out when they go down like turn hard turns and stuff. So oh my gosh. I will like, Pass out and be like, "Whoa, that was weird." You're just gone from the world for a second. Uh, so Disneyland, anything that's okay. kind of fun that has a little bit of things that aren't around the center of the, uh, the theme parks. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I land because I want the good food, I want the good like kind of wacky experience. But um, is yeah. there an area of Disneyland you really like? Uh, I like like the old school stuff because my family used to okay. go a lot. My mom's best friend was like works at Disney to this day, so <laughs> I like to go like Pirates of the Caribbean, like all the things that are kind of central that of you got to do again.
0: What about you? That's great. That's great. Well, growing up in the Midwest, uh, Six Flags Great America was like the the best place to go. And if you had like good attendance at school, you got to go at the end of the year. So that was like <laughs> everyone was on their best behavior. Yeah. yeah. But then I got to give a shout out. If you're in Wisconsin, you know, there's an area called Wisconsin Dells and they have Noah's Ark water water. Park, which is America's largest water park. Not everybody knows that, oh. but I used to go there every summer with my family. And it's so great. There's like go-karting. There's a place called Mount Olympus, which is like, <laughs> it has this huge Trojan horse and you can go-kart Sweet. through the horse. Um, and we would camp at a place called Bonanza. but going to like noah's ark um and there used to be there was noah's ark which was expensive and then there was like family land which was like the smaller cheaper place and that's where we used to go so i was like (laughs) can't we go to the nice it's right there there. it's right there they're like no you go to the little the little water slides so um well good all right well um i'm not going to take you to any roller coasters (laughs) corbin obviously that's that don't surprise you with that (laughs) Uh, happy birthday (laughs) <laughs> well, I want to get to our guest. Um, she is an amazing, amazing person. Uh, she's one of, She's one of my really good, dear, close friends. I've known her a long time. We are both uh, parents. We're both in the industry. She is an amazing, talented casting director. I want to welcome to the show, Erica Berger. Hi, Erica. Hi.
2: Hi. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh yeah. my gosh. It's so great that you're here. Any thoughts on theme parks?
2: I'm with Corbin on Disneyland. I just... Together. I love it so much. And growing up mainly in San Diego, that was the spot, definitely. But um, special shout out to Legoland since while my son is little, he it blows his mind. He loves that place.
0: Um, legoland is awesome I t- yeah i took my son there too and yeah. it was like mind mind blowing went, oh
1: my god i went to legoland when i was a kid and we, i remember because i didn't do any of the rides all my it was for my birthday and all my friends went and did their thing and my dad brought me to every single secret spot to get the little lego figurines so you had to like collect all of them and that was like yeah. a fun experience i was like trying to treasure hunt the whole time <laughs> but i haven't been back yes. since i was like probably eight or something so Yeah, Yeah, it's really
2: for little ones. So Disneyland will always be my favorite, favorite. But while the kiddos little Legoland is done. Like amazing also yeah that's fun. yeah
0: those those are those are those are great and actually i, I took my wife to harry potter land which she just loved because she loves all those and she introduced me to the to the movies that was fun and then i just watched a trailer for super mario world which oh, actually looks, be cool. yeah. yeah you're gonna wear like a like a bracelet and you go around corbin and find secret stuff and you get like coins yeah. for finding that and so no i'm kind of yes because that because super mario brothers was a big part of my youth and my son's into it so i'm very excited they if, if yeah i think it looks like it's going to be done really really well so that's awesome um, yeah there's such a cool thing about nostalgia with those but then also like the newness of when they have mm-hmm. new things and you know the combo of that you know, but awesome um well erica i want to dive um right in and what i want to talk about is you've uh worked in casting for a long time yeah. and you um you know deal with actors and you you know you you read with actors what where did you find your passion in casting you know your passion for actors you know where, where did that kind of come from
2: So when I was really young, I thought I wanted to be an actor myself and I did a ton of musical theater growing up and I used to take these um, like television workshops on the weekends, like on the weekend, you'd spend a whole weekend with your theater friends, some casting director would come down to San Diego um, and learn commercial, acting for commercials or acting for TV. Um, And one of the people I met uh, doing that was Joey Paul, who is amazing now, Joey Paul Jensen who did a lot of Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, I mean, even Stevens, Hey Arnold, she's just, she's incredible. Um, and I just fell in love with her. And I was just like, Oh, my gosh, she's so cool. Um, and so we kept in touch. And um, when I was in college, she hired me as her intern. And um I worked on That's So Raven with her in Phil of the Future. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is what I meant to do because I'd always had a fascination with actors and I always wanted to be around actors. And I thought in my young brain, not knowing that a casting director was a thing, I thought in order to be around actors, I would have to be one myself. And then when I learned that I can be around actors and I can work with actors, I don't have to do any acting myself. <laughs> um I was very happy about that um and I just always I just always was fascinated I like was always looking up actors um I was obsessed with friends in junior high school when it first came out and um I just felt like it was very important I wanted to know the names of every actor big or small on that show I wanted to know everything about them and I just remember saying to my friends like what if I saw like Maggie Wheeler in the street and like I wanted to say hi to her, but I'm not going to be like, yo, Janice, what's <laughs> up? Like, I need to know what this woman's name is. And so like, I was mm-hmm. obsessed with knowing the names of the actors mm-hmm. I liked. Mm-hmm. And then I learned my other friends did not share that same <laughs> 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 um, as me. And in college, even, I mean, on Raven, we had the most incredible actors on that show and mm-hmm. directors. And I got to work with Duddy Allen and mm-hmm. I mean, absolute legend dream come true and Mm -hmm. not that she would remember me i was like sorting headshots in the closet but um we were both there so and i would go back to school and be like oh my god i met james avery today and like my friends would be like what are you talking about (laughs) i was like uncle uncle phil like what is the matter with all of you um and i and that just cemented for me that i was doing what i was supposed to be doing because i was so pumped every single day on that set um reading with the actors and then because our office was above the stage so i get to audition the actors and then a couple days later i get to go downstairs and watch them and like see like instant gratification like see all the hard work come to life and so i was just like i have to do this for the rest of my life and that (laughs) Uh, was it
0: (laughs) i love it i love it erica i have a question uh something we haven't chatted about on, on the podcast before which is is there anyone you can think of maybe it's you that like when you're brainstorming people are trying to think of actors that like knows everyone's name because there are people like that who like their their mind is imdb does that make sense like some people have to go to imdb and then other people are yes. like is there anyone that comes in your brain who does that well
2: um i i do do that pretty well now that i'm becoming an old lady not as well as i used to
0: gotcha um
2: my husband who is not a casting director he is like that
0: really knows
2: Every actor, if they've ever been on Law & Order, he knows- and that's a lot
0: of seasons. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. lot of seasons. That's a lot
2: of seasons. And a lot of branches of that show. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
2: He's incredible. He's a writer. He know, And his mind is like an IMDb for sure. Yeah. Mine, I kind of think is more, I compare my casting brand more to like the Apple genius situation where like when you're looking for a song and then it's like, if you like this song, you might also like this song. That's how <laughs> my brain works with actors. I love that. Because they're like- not that I'm like pigeonholing anybody, but like it works in like similarities because that's how my brain makes lists.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm kind
2: of like, if you like Katherine Hahn, you yeah. might also like Lake <laughs> Bell or Casey Wilson or Michaela Watkins or just like that's like how it kind of works.
1: That's amazing. That's, that's great. Um, yeah, I'm kind of. <laughs> I'm really I'm one I'm really bad about that I'm bad at names just in general (laughs) like um, some of my friends will play a little game with me where we're watching TV and they'll pause the show and be like what's that character's name and I'm like oh no I I don't know (laughs) I lost it an hour ago Um, but I'm curious with uh, with all this like when when you're going through and you're learning uh, the beginning stages of like being in the casting and all that stuff how did you um, juxtaposing to now like What were the things that you were looking for in actors or were being taught to look for in actors that maybe now you use still or you don't use? Like, what are those things that come to mind?
2: It's so hard um, because it's just different. It's so subjective. It's Mm -hmm. different to every single person. Um, For me, it's a gut feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me also, like when I read the script, I imagine all the characters. And so then when I see the picture of the person that I had imagined, I'm like there we go, Um, and it's also just like if I feel like I can get a sense of the person from the picture, um, I'm more drawn to it. Um, But yeah, it's like a I don't want to be I'm such a dingus, but I'm like it's like a spiritual thing for me. Like when (laughs) when it Um, all (laughs) um. Um, when it all just connects. I also have like a little bit of like a tunnel vision sometimes when I'm casting because um, I will be like this is the person. Like I read something, I know the person who it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I'm like, it's this person or nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that sometimes happens too, when I feel like really strongly, but for me personally, I connect to more subtle nuanced performances. I really like an actor who draws me in where you're just like, they bring you into their world and it's not as outward for me, but that's definitely just a personal preference. It's so different for everybody, but that's, um, and like, nobody told me that it's just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, Joey would let me sit next to her and just ask me what my thoughts were. And it's not that my thoughts were right or wrong. It was my own opinions and just helping me build who I was going to be one day as a casting director. Cause everyone's different.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And I could see that because those kids shows are so nuanced with their acting. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, kid. I just, well, um, I think that
2: was really cool to see yeah. about Raven is obviously I'd seen the show. I worked on the second or third season. That was so long ago, I can't even remember. The second or third season, (laughs) and then maybe a little bit of the fourth season, which wasn't even supposed to happen. Um, But the very cool thing about Raven is obviously it was a little bit too old to kind of enjoy that show as it was airing, but watching it live was like, I was like, oh, this is a stage show.
0: Mm, Yes.
2: This plays unbelievably live. Yes. And Raven is—I mean, she's a national treasure. She was incredible. Mm-hmm. She's spitting out like every take is different, every take is fresh. She's just—she was a powerhouse, and also she was so kind to those kids in the audience. But as a as a live show, it was phenomenal, really and truly, because it was just a group of comedic geniuses kind of doing their thing.
0: I love that, Erica, and yeah, for 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 you know actors out there, if you're, you know, if you can get to going to a live taping of a show, it's such a great experience, and oh. that energy is. So- so wonderful you know for for the comedies I just think it is it is it is great it's like you know it's like a live comedic show you know and so they're feeding off of that and you're feeding off of it so I I love I love hearing that I want to go back a little bit when you said you're looking at like headshots and trying to get a feeling um you know sometimes uh, we get asked about or I get asked about like headshots resume real and mm-hmm. kind of when you're looking at that as priority i'm just curious how you kind of go about you know like do you look at the headshots and if you like the headshot you go to the resume if you go to that, the real like kind of the, the hierarchy and how often you kind of you know so i think that's uh, also can be tough also yeah.
1: throw in their slate shot like i'm curious like that's another and slate shot too because it yeah.
0: was all you know it's always curious yeah. of like is this an actor's access thing do casting directors <laughs> care people always want to know that that is true too Okay. So for
2: me, I'm very driven by the picture. The picture is the most important thing for me. I'm seeing a hundred pictures per page, like little bitty squares. (laughs) Um, And again, I have the, I know what I want. So I'm, I'm pretty quick. Submission wise, although I do look at all of them um, and I continue to look at them as they come in. So it's not like, oh, if you didn't submit immediately, I'm not going to look at it. It's not that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't filter by agency. I look at every single picture that was submitted.
0: Good, good Um, answer, Erica. Good answer. (laughs) (laughs) Thank
2: you. Um, And so, I, yeah, I'm really drawn to the pictures. Um, sometimes I'll look at the resume, but I don't care as much about it. If I'm looking at the resume, I'm usually looking at the profile part to see if the person is SAG. Mm. So I'm not necessarily looking at the credits. If it's an enormous part, I might want to see if the person has done any TV before. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I, especially with self tapes now, cause I can see probably three times the amount that I would in person, Mm -hmm. I'm give as many people chances as I felt the picture was right. Yeah. So if I see something in the picture that feels right to me for the role, I'm very likely to give it a chance. Um, I don't often watch reels unless I'm like the person won't read. Mm hmm. Um, so if, the, if it's someone who doesn't, is it so going to read
0: then I'll watch, up the chain? Yeah. Yes. The chain.
2: Then I'll watch the reel. not because I'm not familiar with their work, but because I want to make sure before I send it to the producers, it's a good reel. Yeah. <laughs> so that's mainly the reason why I'm watching a reel. I always say this. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on the actors, get a reel, get a reel, get a reel. There's some sort of thing. And I don't know how this works. So like ignore me probably, but um, I keep hearing actors say all the time that their agents tell them, oh, if you submit with a reel, it bumps you to the top of the submissions Mm -hmm. or something like that. I haven't personally noticed that. Um, I feel like if a reel is there for the purpose of showing your best work so if you have not been given the opportunity yet to do your best work on a television show then save your money until that point comes and you have a collection of scenes that you're incredibly proud of that were on television that you want someone to see because a lot of times i'll be like oh this person looks interesting but i've never seen them before and if i do click on the reel sometimes like i'm like oh Okay, never mind. <laughs> Whereas, <laughs> if the reel wasn't there, I yeah. probably would have given them the appointment.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, if the, because if I'm the looking footage at it and I'm
2: yeah. saying, I'm saying, oh, this is this person's best work.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. This is Interesting.
2: the best that they can do, and that's why they've paid money to put it on this reel and paid money to put it mm-hmm. on breakdown services. So if it's not your best work, just wait, save your money, and wait. It would be my advice. Um, But again, it's so different office to office, but for me, it's picture first. And if I like the picture and it seems right for the part, I'm going to give you a self-tape request.
0: And have you ever clicked on a slate shot? Yes or no?
2: Yes, and I, <laughs> okay.
0: Okay.
2: I think just because I'm so old, and like I'm from the time of opening pictures in a closet, like hard copy pictures, and mm-hmm. sorting them by roll and handing yep. stacks of them to the casting director, like yep. that's where I'm from, and yep. the slate shop freaks me out a little bit. It's a little like <laughs> Harry Potterish. I'm like, oh, the picture's talking. Um, <laughs> so I tend not to really click on them. Sometimes I, sometimes I do if like their pictures are so different. There's so many different ones, and I can't get a sense of like. Who the person is? Sometimes I'll click on it to be like, I need to know like, who is this person and what do they really look like?
0: Yeah. Then I'll yeah. click
2: on it. But I will say they freak me out a little bit, but I'm getting used to it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you. I was thinking with headshots, uh, and this is a specific example and not a blanket statement, but like, if there's a headshot with a guy with like a cowboy hat for a western, is that mm-hmm. something like you know? I mean, that's always kind of I know it's it's a it's a it's a line, but like, is that something that you say? It's getting too charactery. Okay, this is good. It kind of works for this person with the face. You know, if they've got fa- whatever it is, male. You know, like, wh- um, how do you feel about going places like that?
2: We tend not to go for that. That's more for commercial casting usually. Yep. However, like if we have like a co-star, like police officer role, we'll just get a ton of police officer photos, and that doesn't bother me as much because a lot of time these people were actual police officers, first of all, mm-hmm. um, or second of all, they play it all the time, and that just tells you that like they can just do it probably. Yeah. Yep. Um so that doesn't really we're not like, oh my gosh, a police costume. Um and the other <laughs> one that we get we get it a lot for is reporters. Because mm. if you're looking for a reporter, most of the time actual reporters will submit on that because it's like a very specific thing. And so they'll use their reporter shot to submit. But outside of that, we just get straight you know, yeah. theatrical picks. I
0: think those reporter ones, Erica, are like the hardest. And I've gotten a couple reporter. <laughs> audi- they're, 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 they're so, so hard because they're right to camera. There's a certain rhythm to them. Mm-hmm. And there's no kind of like. And so I, I I tend to see like usually, like you're saying, it's like real reporters book those because it's very challenging. Yeah. It, it's, you know, you're not, it's not a dialogue. It's not even really a monologue. It's just like this kind of like mm-hmm. cranking thing, right? I think they're, th- those like, are really hard to do.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it, because it's so nuanced too, depending on what type of reporter it is there's like seven Mm -hmm. different types of reporters and they Mm -hmm. each have like a different cadence and a different rhythm and a different um look and so it's like are you on a serious news station are you on more of like an access hollywood situation (laughs) like is it a good morning america thing it's just kind of like the reporter thing's so tough
0: can it just always be mario lopez everybody (laughs) let's just make mario can he just do it all
2: I tried once actually to hire him on a show as a reporter as like for a role Mm -hmm. and the agent was like oh yeah he's available and I was like oh that's amazing cool and then um, he's like he has two hours on this day
0: (laughs) three hours
2: on that day and I'm like oh no that's not available that's not available for like a like a an um, eight-day hour-long drama shoot. (laughs) He's (laughs)
1: He's around ish, but <laughs> like yeah, he can be. Kind
2: of, you can have him in between all his other stuff. <laughs> he's
1: got fifteen minutes next Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Not, not gonna work. <laughs> not, gonna, not gonna work. Um Eric, I'm kinda a two-part kind of question. So one, um, how can an actor stay on your radar? And the other part of it is like, what is your day-to-day schedule so actors realize how busy you are? So that the to respect that more, you know? So I'm trying to figure out like that balance. Um I'm curious your thoughts on that.
2: How do they stay on my radar? Um That's an interesting question. I don't really know that I have an answer to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really personally have like a social media situation. So I'm not on, I've never been on Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. Um, I have the Facebook because I'm a hundred, (laughs) but other than that, I don't have anything else. So um, I don't know. I just, I just basically go off of the submissions mainly. Um, And I used to teach, but I'm not teaching anymore. Um,
1: is there something that maybe they do when they get into the room or like you see them over and over again? And so you'd be like, I start to like John, like, like, you know, (laughs) you just kind of get used to that? Or is like, what is that? Um, yeah.
2: Um, I mean, definitely, like, if you come in and you do a great performance, and even if you don't get that role, like, I'm mm-hmm. going to remember that and I'm going to keep bringing you in for sure. Um, or now we're not really in the room. So yeah. um, <laughs> uh, with the, the self tapes, but um, <laughs> yeah, just just do a good job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do a
2: good job, then I'll remember yeah. and um, and bring you in again. Um, but that's not to say also that if you had a bad day, I wouldn't give you another chance because mm-hmm. I definitely do that as well
0: um well and also erica wouldn't you say uh it's funny because uh, when corbin and i were talking before and i was like erica is going to give a, i think a very like submission traditional based answer to this because i know how you are and you're like this like the work is what she's like into like mm-hmm. all that other stuff but i would say is i think you're also in my opinion you're always keeping your eye out for for good actors so if so i think the idea is if you're doing stuff if you're doing things and you see it erica's going to remember you i think that's the cool thing you know and i i you know i mean we met um uh through a usc grad film Mm -hmm. right erica and i remember like you know when i submitted i was like okay she works on some other stuff this would be a cool and the project turned out amazing but it was like i think sometimes I think that work begets work. And so what I what I mean, Corbin, with your answer I think is yeah, there's definitely the the headshot submission, but it's also like, well, Erica will, you know, if she's helping out a friend do something, you know, it's like, well, what are ways that you can get in front of casting. That's maybe not just submission, but it's like doing work, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's a play or whatever, and they get invited by a friend, you know, I think that's, that's also, Mm -hmm. and then they remember is my point. And I think that Erica, that's what you're saying. It's like, I remember if you have a good self tape, I remember if I see you in the show, right?
2: Totally. If I see you in something, if I see you in a play, if I see you in a comedy show, um, my, my former casting partner who quit the business, she knows I'm not on the TikToks, but she'll (laughs) send me um she'll be like oh this person's really cool you should look out for them so like we also talk amongst ourselves too um so that's good and then my day-to-day um the reason I love casting is because it's different every day but it is it is insane I mean (laughs) (laughs) the project that I'm currently on we just put out our first breakdown of the season I got um it was eight roles we put out I got like 3,500 submissions per role. Wow. So I've been wow. spending all week going through them all. So doing that, answering a trillion email pitches from the producers as well, on the phone with the producers for concept calls, budget meetings about you know uh, returning cast, um, what those deals are gonna look like this year. Um, yeah, and usually watching a lot of self-tapes, <laughs> a lot, right. a lot, a lot of self-tapes. And um, and yeah, just on the phone and email a lot.
0: Are people still pitching actors on the phone? Like, what is that? Uh, what is that like, Eric? I think that's something actors really don't like. You know, is the agent saying they just did this and this, or you really need to see them? They're new. How does that? I think that's a that's a little bit so behind the curtain that we don't get to see or hear.
2: On the phone, not as much anymore because we're not in the office. We're all spread out. We're all at home. Yep. Um. They definitely have our number, so we still <laughs> speak to them. Um. <laughs> But mainly via email because they can hit up all of us at once. And so, yes, they do. They say, oh, I've got this cool new client. You've got to see them. Oh, uh, here are some highlights from my online submission. And I'll put everybody's, like, blurbs and reels of, like, what everybody's been up to. Um, sometimes I talk to them on the phone about pitches. But it's, it's not as frequently as before since we're at home. But, yeah, they still, I mean, the second that breakdown hit <laughs> – uh, the internet, it was my, I had hundreds of emails.
1: <laughs> just do, 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 do. Um.
2: Yeah. And I try to also respond to everybody. Um, even if it's just to say, I got it, I'll take a look. Thank you. Because I, I want people to know it was received. And I, again, look at
0: everything. So, I guess you do.
2: um, I don't always, I'm not able to always respond like, Oh, these people aren't right this time or whatever, but I try my best to mm. get to them all.
1: I, I, uh, with this, I, I just got a new agent yesterday. Um, and- Congratulations, oh, yes, Corbin! <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so it was, it was going well. I was filling out all the stuff that they needed, and they asked me um, to send an email to them about three like facts about me that will help with the pitching. And I was oh. and I was really struggling with like. What would that be? You know, like how, like what is the Cor- casting? Corbin was questioning
0: Erica. Corbin was questioning Corbin was questioning his existence. He's yeah, like, yeah. "Who am I?" I was like, "What, <laughs> am, what I? am I? What am I about? How do, how do I live? Um, <laughs> how <do> I live?"
1: <laughs> so I'm curious. I eat. Yeah, yeah, I, I eat. Yeah, is that fun? Is that a fun thing to send? <laughs> Um So yeah, I'm just curious. Like, what what is that on that end? Like, is there things that you're trying to notice, like like strong improv skills, or like, but that feels almost generic. Um, what what would be something that you're that would entice you to be like, "Oh, this person, I like this thing."
2: Um, I mean, improv skills are always great because it's so necessary, especially nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's great to know if someone has that training or if you like to do theater or, you know, you can mention this podcast that you do because that's a way for someone to come take a look at what you're up to. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's an interesting question. Generally, I just I'm looking if you're going to be good for the role. Mm -hmm. So it would be specific to each role. Like a lot of times when like on the submissions, they'll put like fluent in spanish and um step aerobics expert or like (laughs) whatever (laughs) thing might be and i'm just like and then i'm like kind of puzzled because i'm like well i don't i'm not looking for a spanish speaker (laughs) or someone to do a step aerobics class so a lot of times that stuff i I think almost the more generic the better if they're using it for pitches because Mm -hmm. sometimes that specific stuff throws me off. or I'm like, I wasn't asking for a Spanish yeah. speaker for this part.
1: That's what I was struggling like, with too. It's
2: that's like- nice, but like, <laughs> i not useful to me in this moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the improv stuff or um, if you're, you take classes, which you don't have to, by the way, like, I'm not like, lo- it's, I'm not looking for that specifically. I'm just looking for the face that fits what I had imagined when I read the
0: thing. Mm, gotcha. That's why, yeah, that's why the, the, the headshot um, is so, is so important. Uh, Erica, when you're doing like a season two of a show, you know, like what you're working on now, does, does it get harder with casting or easier?
2: Mm. <laughs> um, it just kind of depends. It depends right. if the same exact group of people is coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's typically easier, especially with everything being straight to series now. So last season, we cast like the pilot and the first 10 episodes. That's what I was
0: wondering about. Yeah. Time. Yeah.
2: Um, and that was incredibly intense. Um, just like really just a lot of work. Um, and then in season two, um, and it just depends on the show, if you're adding series regulars or not, how many big recurring guest arcs there are. It's, it's always the beginning of any season is the most work. And then you kind mm-hmm. of settle in as the episodes go. Cause then you're just doing whatever guest roles come up um, episode to episode after you've cast all the big parts.
0: Do you feel like you use like some of your like favorites, like early on, like, you're like, okay, these are my, fa-. like, I mean, I think it may like, these are the people I know can like crush it or, or you I, know what I mean? Yeah. I of
2: course will have ideas when I'm reading yeah. the script. I'm like, Oh, this person would be great for this part. And that person would be great for that part. Um, and we all talk, we come up with lists, but, and then we read people. So then we'll do a combo of, um, like offer only choices to present mm. and reads to present too. And that also depends on the project. Like, some projects are gonna be lists only. Um and then yeah, some and are lists only be, maybe
0: everyone knows, but lists only is where like you guys come up with a list of names kind of like let's say famous or at least like known in the you know right. the business or up and coming, and you say, Hey, here's who we're looking at that we'd like offer it to. They don't even have to audition, right? Exactly. Everyone knows, yeah.
2: Um and then and then some projects are reads only, where you know, they're just like we just want the best person for the role, we don't care about stars just go out into the world and just find us a great cast. So um, yeah, it's just really project to project. How labor intensive is it going to be? And but yeah, the start of the season is always the busiest for us.
0: Yeah. Did you have a favorite um, show to, uh, to cast and, and maybe why, uh, you know, I remember when you were talking, uh, we chatted before about like woo assassins. You really enjoyed. it. seemed like that yeah. really, you lit up, uh, you know, I bet I'm not trying to feed you an answer. I just remember <laughs> you, you enjoy no, but I remember you enjoying that. So I did. That
2: was so fun just because the people were so nice and the cast were so nice and we all hung out. And so that's always really fun. Even mm-hmm. they shot in Canada, but then when they would be back, we'd all get lunch and, that's fun. um, They were just a really cool group of people. Um, I have so many favorites. United States of Tara was my first screen credits. And right after I had been promoted to associate, So like that was unbelievable. And it was like Steven Spielberg and Diablo Cody and Tony Collette. And I was just like, every table read, I was like, I'm going to pee my pants. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here <laughs> like, and it was an incredible show. I mean, Rosemary DeWitt, like it was just like mind blowing for my first casting associate gig and that my name was on the screen with those people. Just, I still can't believe it kind of. So that one holds a special place in my heart for sure. Um, what else? I've done so many good ones. Um, and Woo Assassins was so fun. Um, I've just done, um, Hocus Pocus two.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I was okay. So I was going to ask about that. Yes. Can we, can we j- just did a little bit in here? So my <laughs> wife forced me to watch Hocus Pocus one. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, she did. she's like, you've never seen it. You got to watch it. And so I watched it. I was like, oh my gosh. And then I saw you, so you, you just finished uh two. Uh,
2: no, we finished a bit ago. Yeah. Okay. We finished a bit ago. Um, that was super fun, really intense, but super fun. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to do a Disney feature. So that was like a really special one.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and then I think the as far as like quality and also experience, cause it was a really nice group of people. But I think maybe the best thing I've ever done was um, the HBO max limited series, Love and Death, which hasn't come out yet. Oh. Yeah. It's just going to be so good.
0: It's just like,
2: I probably can't say that much about it, but it's just, it's going to be so good. It's, I think it's the best project I've ever done. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And of course, Mayor of Kingstown, which I'm working on now also like insane, the people in it and it's a great group of producers and really nice people too. Um, But that one's violent for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, people love it. I mean, it's so well done. It's such a good yes. show, but I'm a baby. So <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. My sister's the same America. She's like, is this thing really violent? I'm not going to watch it. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. You yeah. Know. It's yes, really,
2: so. I mean, it's about prison. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and they really, it's really real. It's really real and dark and they examine a lot of issues with the prison system, which is super important. But yeah. for me, I'm just like, I like watching. it. <laughs> yeah. Even I know what's going to happen. <laughs>
0: yeah. So Erica, are you finding right now, um, you know, as life's a little bit getting back to normal, like a lot of first calls are self-tapes or booking off of self-tapes or maybe smaller parts, but then bigger parts are either like Zoom callbacks or maybe in person or what's kind of, are you seeing with, with, for actors in that realm?
2: Um, it's just different show to show. Okay. Hocus Pocus. We had self tapes and we had zoom callbacks mayor of Kingstown. We, they cast off the original self tape. We never had callbacks, um, except for one role. Our finalists went to, um, to Texas to meet Taylor for one role. Cause it was super, super important. He wanted to like chat to the actors in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of them were just cast off the, the initial self tape. Um, Love and Death, I we auditioned one part, two parts maybe, and the rest mm-hmm. were offers. Mm-hmm. Um and the two, the roles we did cast were just cast off the original self-tape. Um I did a Western with my casting partner and we had the Zoom callbacks for that one. So it just it just depends.
0: Yeah. What's something that actors do that frustrates you, Erica? <laughs>
2: Um not reading the directions.
0: <laughs> so simple too. Come on. Because it's sp- yes.
2: hard to like get all the information. Like I'll put a lot of information in the appointment requests. Yeah. Yep. Um I will just give an example that you guys are gonna think it's crazy, but it's not crazy and it happens a lot. So I was working on a pilot a hundred years ago. I had seen this actor in a class that I was like, this guy's great. I should keep him in mind and try and find something for him. So um, it was a series regular role in this pilot. I called him in, he shows up, and uh, we like start doing the sides and he's like not doing the sides. And then he was like, actually, um, I read the script and I liked this other part better. So I prepared the sides for the other part. And we were like, well, that part has already been cast. <laughs> So,
1: oh boy,
2: <laughs> that role is not available. And oh, so, no. like, did you look at the role oh. we like actually like requested you to audition for? And he was like, no. And so then that was the end of the audition. <laughs> he, he didn't prepare the role that we had actually asked him to come in for. Yes. Um. So stuff like that is very frustrating. Um. Mainly because it just makes my heart hurt for him because. Yeah. Um, that one I was doing with Corbin and Liz, he'd never met Corbin and Liz. So like, that was a cool opportunity, even if he wasn't going to get the series regular role, but like, he could have made fans out of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I had to tell the agent, like, he didn't like, he didn't do the role (laughs) he asked for. And I just think if you have a question like that, have your agent ask us the question right? Like mm-hmm. they'll call us all the time and be like, oh, they actually responded more to this other role. Is it open? Do you mind? Can they read for both? Or can they read for just this one? And then we'll tell you, oh, no, that role has been cast or sure or, you know, whatever. But just don't take it upon yourself to ignore the directions <laughs> and do your own thing without asking first.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's like going into an accounting job and being like, I'm feeling like I want to do legal now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, why, why are you
1: switching that up? Exactly. And if he, <laughs>
2: Put something specific in the appointment info it's probably because it's really important to us yeah. um, and so please read everything that's in there when you get sides the parts that are crossed out just so that you know we're not reading that part but like that doesn't mean don't read it yep. right for yourself to get the information
0: yeah. Eric, like I'm that. thinking the most the most recent thing that I audition that I self-tape for you. I remember I was like, "Oh, what about this part?" You're like, "No, that part is already like cast." And then I was like, "Okay." Then this, you know, cuz we were chatting about different parts and so I remember exactly. that. Yeah, but I, you're 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 right. That's a great that's a great thing. And it's also interesting because I feel like you know, it sounds simple, but even with like self-tape instructions, everybody every office is different. Yeah. And so there's, there's it can be a little bit, you know, you really got to spend some time if you, if you know, to be prepared, you know, with whatever that is for like the part, you know, for for your self tape, all Uh, that stuff. And that's the
2: thing that's frustrating when I'm just like, it's more than just the creative performance. Like this is your business and you have to run your business properly. And that means preparing yourself as much as you can. And a lot of the times, especially if it's a new show, there's not there's not a ton of info out there but if it's an ongoing show there's so much you can do to prepare yourself like watch the show um <laughs> before you come in so you know the tone and um asking questions if you have them reading the entire sides even the parts that aren't your lines you know anything that you can do to give yourself as much information to help you mm-hmm. you know to help yeah. you yourself succeed because I can't yeah. want I can't do it for you I want it for you but you have to put in the work
0: Did you find like when you were working on like Revenge or Heart of Dixie that people came in that were like fans of the show that like really knew what was going on and stuff like that? Totally. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. That's really... It, that
2: was really fun. And we were getting calls on revenge, especially heart of Dixie. Not so much. That was a little show that like a lot of people didn't really know about, but on revenge, definitely in the first, after the first season people were like bananas for revenge. And we were getting calls from like all kinds of people that like, Oh, just so you know, like Stephen King is a fan and like you have a like a little part for him or like, you know, stuff like yeah. that That was like really
0: cool. That's, That's very really cool.
1: cool. Uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask while we're in this world of, um, being in the, in the room for in-person call, uh, callbacks or even Zoom. Uh, how do you like when people improvise or add a button at the end? Do you want them to hit all their marks in the first take and then maybe the second one add a little spice? Like what, what do you like or what was that world?
2: Um, I think I always say as an actor, you have to do whatever feels comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure that you're comfortable so that you can give your absolute best performance and whatever that is to you, you have to just go for it. And then if we need something different, we'll tell you. So I think you just have to do whatever's gonna help you give that performance that you walk out going, yes, like (laughs) that is exactly like, that felt great. Um, that's what you got to do. And because every office is so different, you're not going to be able to please every single person with your choices. So you have to just, you, you, it's, it's for you. Those performances are for you and it's an opportunity to do what you love. It's an opportunity to perform and do whatever in that role that you feel like you bring to it. That's special um, that you connect to. Those are like the most important things, figure out how you connect to the character, figure out, Um, how it feels good for you, and then give it everything, commit 100%. Mm. And then if it's missing the tone, or there's something else we need, we'll let you know. Mm. And um, I always say, if you're making a choice that you're uncomfortable with, we can tell. (laughs) Yeah. So Mm -hmm. like, if there's like a phone or something, and you like you go like this in the middle of your scene, and then you're like, Oh, my God, I look stupid doing this hand thing. Mm -hmm. Like, we see that we're trained to like, we're all like people, people, the casting directors. And like, we can pick up on your discomfort <laughs> for yeah. sure. So if if that makes you feel weird, don't do it. Or ask beforehand, like, oh, it says I'm on the phone. Do you need me to do a thing? Or like, do you need me to use my phone? Or can I just talk? And like, just ask, just ask the questions. This is your time. Mm-hmm. and we'll probably tell you whatever feels good to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But if you're worried about it, just ask. And if you make a choice, commit commit everything to that choice.
0: I love that. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, some, a lot of times in class I'll talk to students about like, if the behavior helps get you kind of in that world, you know, if it makes sense, you know, if it's not too out there, uh, uh, you know, yeah, if it feeds it, you know, like you're saying, like you're, yeah. you're committed to, to whatever that thing is. And it's but also again, like, like, yeah
2: within limits right yes because you also yes. don't want to scare us
1: <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> yes. that's the other thing if an actor goes in the corner and like screams at the wall i'm like you better be really freaking good otherwise they're like what because just happened
2: we're gonna, well it's not that what's just happened but i'm gonna imagine you doing that on set mm-hmm. because yeah. if that's what you need in order to get there. into it then yeah. I'm gonna imagine you doing that in the corner while Jeremy Runner and Diane Weist are like ready to <laughs> shoot their scene, and I'm gonna say to myself, "That's probably not gonna work."
1: <laughs> so that's that's a no. You don't want, you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> the reason. Cream. like if yeah, you need to sure.
2: stand in the corner for a minute to get yeah. yourself into an emotion, but like everything, like. Within limits.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like that, and that, and that, that just comes, I think, a bit with like adjusting the dials and time and experience. But like, yeah, figuring that out. Erica, I want to ask you. So you are, you know, one of the the kindest people I know in the business. You know, you, you, oh, but
1: you.
0: <laughs> you are. No, you really are. Um, but the the job you do, there's a lot of stress. There can be stress, you know, on certain projects. And I guess what I'm actually relating it to is also being, you know, a mother and a wife. How do you kind of balance those two, you know, for people out there that are, you know, trying to have families and do that and also work in this business, which is lovely and wonderful, but also at times can be stressful. How do you kind of balance, balance those?
2: It's really hard. I'm not even going to pretend that it's not, um, it's getting easier a little bit as he gets older, but especially during this pandemic, I was very lucky. My husband and I both worked the whole time almost mm-hmm. um, but obviously we pulled the kiddo from school so he, while I was casting the Mayor of Kingstown pilot he's sitting on the couch next to me going mama I cannot hear what the actors are saying and I'm like yeah that's right <laughs> there's a reason um, because they're saying F you I'm going to blow your effing brains out every two seconds so um, I let him watch a little Hocus Pocus and he's like "He's like, show me the funny guy again so like he definitely has his opinions already but um, yeah it was it's, it's really Really, really hard um fortunately so I work as a casting director under Kathy Sandra Galfond who is like one of the best human beings to ever walk the face of the planet and then on the side I have another business with my really good friend Beth LePerry and we cast kind of indie features on the side so with Kathy I do like these like, enormous projects and then I do kind of smaller things on the side with Beth and um and so I'm working with extremely kind people who understand like Look, I've got the jog this morning, so I'm not available till this time. And, like, everybody's very cool. So I'm very fortunate in that way. Um, but I say to other casting directors or associates who are, like, thinking about starting families, save up, and if you can take a year off, take a year off. Unless the project that comes your way is, like, your absolute dream project. <laughs> um, it's very, very hard. Like, when I first had Reeve, I went back to work five months, Um, And I'm just pumping in the audition room between actors and leaving my milk in the refrigerator at the production office (laughs) Um, and, you know, and, up all night nursing and then work all day it's really hard That's it's hard, yeah. It's just yeah it, it was incredibly hard and i didn't like the show that i was working on so i won't say what it is <laughs> and that just made it even worse so i'm like why am i away from my kid for this <laughs> for this terrible show um so i'm like unless that it's the best project you've ever seen and you're really really excited about it like try to arrange your finances in a way that you can kind of skip it until they're like in school yeah <laughs> in school or something cuz it's just it is really really hard to be away um but I'm just super fortunate that like I can take breaks to pick him up from school and help him with his homework and then especially with working from home then if I have to work late into the night after he goes to bed I can but I can take breaks for after school or for dinner time and things like that but it's extremely difficult
0: yeah yeah. but you're happy you're glad you have a, a son and a family of course yeah. of
2: course it's the best it's just it is really hard as a mom because you're like now I'm not doing like my mom thing as well as I want and I'm not doing my work thing as well as I want yeah. um so there are those feelings but like no it's amazing it's amazing being at home I definitely get way more time with him at home and yeah I can pause watching the self-tapes until later and and spend time with him
0: so yeah I think that's the big difference you don't get the eight hour chunks anymore Erica you know it's like now it's like an hour and a half chunk and then it's like all right now I need to feed you all right and then another you know like that's 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 so yeah no that's 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 lovely but he's Uh, always
2: uh, like mama take a pause and play with me (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah I'm Qu- like, okay. My son's the same same age, exact same age, and they, they yeah. know each other and cool. Yeah, the same way he's kind of sitting there. It's like, Daddy, Minecraft time. I'm like, oh, I gotta finish this thing. He's like, Let's play Minecraft. I'm like, All right, let's play for a little bit. Um, well, I love it. Uh, so, um, Erica, we're not gonna let you off the hook yet. We've got something for you, which we call. Your Your best best bad bad acting. acting. So you're going to have to go way back, Erica, to when you had those acting lessons, and this is your chance to shine. Here's what's fun about this. There's no pressure. In fact, the the more you have fun with it, the better. Corbin's Mm going to put a quote in the chat. Um, uh, You might be familiar with it. If not, we can explain what it's from um I think you're gonna be familiar with this this was oh. a this was is a Austin Powers this is Austin Powers yes. so, <laughs> evil. We, we thought we'd give you a fun one um I
2: get
0: so, to be Dr. Evil you get to be Dr. <laughs> evil so
2: um, I was always born to
1: play
0: <laughs> yep. we nailed it so we just paid. so Erica have fun with it you could do it over the top you could do your own thing whatever you want uh we may or may not give you a redirect because oh no okay because we because we finally get the power Erica. all right you don't get to tell us what to do um no so just (laughs) enjoy it have fun there's no pressure um this is
2: so bad (laughs) i'm a behind the camera gal now this
0: is this just it's okay you're gonna crush it you're gonna crush it
2: we get the warhead and we hold the world ransom for. (laughs) one million dollars
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, i love it
0: <laughs> for those not watching she definitely did the um the burns finger thing yeah. and then and the austin powers uh uh pinky on by the mouth Is so Mike that was Myers
2: proud of me he's,
0: he's so oh, proud for sure
2: i'm a bale <laughs> la bugged. Bugged.
0: <laughs> corbin do you have a redirect uh I, well no
1: it was so good <laughs> Yeah, was, was so yeah.
0: I have one. I have one. Uh-huh. Erica, I want you to do it. I don't know how where this is going to go. Like a rock star. Mm, see what happens if fun. you're a rock star. Oh
1: my
2: gosh, I don't have a rock star bone in my body. That's,
0: that's why I'm doing it. That's why, why I want to. I'm little
2: Peter dork. Okay.
0: All right, so okay. just try and see what happens.
1: We are the warhead and we hold the world ransom for $1 million. <laughs> That's not what i expected
0: that was amazing so that was amazing, that so was amazing. That i was, was on it. stage you yes. couldn't
1: tell. i, I could saw tell i saw okay. it. okay
0: yeah the there was the like
1: projection. smoke billowing out yes. as you were screaming there
0: was,
2: was coming up out Fire of the out. floor of the yes, yes. yes.
0: <laughs> rising up amazing that
2: was my moment
0: guys oh my that was your moment that was your moment we're gonna cut that out just that clip and we're gonna send it to you um <laughs> Erica, well, thank you so much. We thank know you're you. super slammed right now. We know you're busy and that you set aside this time and, and, and hung out with us and answered a lot of great questions, stuff we haven't actually touched on a lot on the podcast before, mm-hmm. but really yes. helpful for, for actors and people listening. And so we really appreciate it. And, you know, I, I said it guys. before, but for anyone out there, if you get a chance to read for Erica, just know she's a sweetheart and she's she's pulling for actors and, and the project, you know, and that's really a wonderful thing. Right. Thanks, you guys.
2: Out. Thank you for having me. I hope my advice of do a really good job is helpful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it kind of of is yeah it's it's true (laughs) summarize it down boil it down to that that's great so well awesome erica thank you so much we really appreciate you um you being here and and thanks for joining us
2: thanks guys thanks erica bye Bye, erica
0: (laughs) hey everybody thank you for listening to the moving spotlight podcast if you're watching on youtube my look has changed i'm going to my son's Dance-a-thon, so I am in full 70s gear. So check that out. <laughs> Your uh, hair doesn't normally could. look like this. <laughs> My hair is right. this luscious. Thank you. I look like <laughs> kind of like a, I'm like a 70s rocker dude. Um, thanks for listening. Erica was amazing. So check good. out our website. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram. Going to be on TikTok, right, Corbin? How's yeah, that coming Yeah, yeah. Well, that's coming along for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> wow. I heard a lot of just
0: kind of wavering doubt yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks again, everybody. We'll, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the...
1: Moon the Fox Life Podcast.